Hello, and welcome to another episode of Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana, and as always, joined by our partner, Dr. Van Lero. Hello! We, brought, we are brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics, down in Save New York. Now let's get the show started with some news. Start it off, Hunter! <coughs> oh my god, this sounds awful! <coughs> I'm still sick! Elizabeth Banks is going to direct and star in an Invisible Woman film. Question mark, Where does that question, come from? Well, she said it. I know she said it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. She wants to do it. She wants to but do like, it. But, like, the rumor's gotten more validity, and, like, apparently she's getting approached to do it. But, like... How about we introduce the FF first? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, are we? Are they just setting them up for a future movie? Like, are they like, okay, you can write it now, but we're not going to have it done until this time? Because they haven't cast Sue Storm. Like, you, well, she, well, she wants the Beast Sue Storm. That ain't fucking happening. She told. Unless they make the Fantastic Four... Eight. Like, the first... Like, if the Fantastic Four movie is them young, the Invisible Woman could be... She's older, and they make it, like, a grittier kind of thing. That's not Marvel's method, though. I know, but, like... Elizabeth Banks is a good actress, and I do want a good actress to be Invisible Woman. Oh, of course. But you want nobodies. Right, and that's true. I want nobodies. So yeah. they can, they can I mean, stay I want nobodies, too, yeah, but I love Elizabeth Banks. Well, yeah, but, so, but they can stay forever. That's all Unless she doesn't play Invisible Woman, and she's just a star as someone else. But the way it seems is she wants to be... I think it's more sued. of... This is her talking after the whole Charles Angels fucking falling apart at the box office. This was not... It wasn't after that. It, it was just during r- interviews. It was Yeah, it was almost right after. They were talking about Marvel movies and she was like, I'll do Invisible Woman. Funny enough, where she, like, where she bashed Marvel for like, and having so many Spider-Man. They go, like, oh, well, all these guys who see Spider-Man movies. I'm like, a bunch of guys aren't going to see... Like, you're... The re- and I'm, I'm going to say this once and only once. I normally don't get into the, these. Actually, I lie. I get into the political talks all the time on the show with you. <laughs> uh, my problem with Elizabeth Banks' comment isn't that because her movie tank at the box office. Movies tank at the box office. The problem is you're comparing your, when your statement saying, "Oh well, my movie failed because I don't get why my movie failed because all these guys go out and see 38 Spider-Man films a year. Why did my movie fail?" I'm like because your target your target demographic isn't the same demographic that saw Spider-Man, and the reason the difference between the audience that sees no a kids Marvel... are gonna see Charlie's Angels. Well, it's not that. That has nothing to do with kids. Ignore the kids part. Okay. If you look at kids, look at huge part of Marvel. well, no, look at your demographic that that you're targeting for the Marvel movies for the Marvel movies. Are they're not. They're from not from teenage plus. Plus. Yeah. But the po- the plus side is you have parents that take their kids. Yeah. Because you they have... know they're not like super R movies. Right. Like the worst death we got in like a Marvel movie was the Infinity Endgame stuff. Yeah, it was Endgame. Yeah. And that's it. That's really it. So that's why you're like, you're, it's, you can bring, you know, you and your girlfriend go on a date. You and your boyfriend go on a date. You, you know, Me and Courtney know, saw Black Panther for our first date. You know, I took Lee to every Thor movie. I took Lee to every Marvel movie I've ever been to. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's hey, a different. Yeah, you've been dating that long. <laughs> Actually, I have been dating <laughs> yeah, exactly her exactly 10 years. I've, uh, <laughs> I've dated her the entire run of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, guys. Wow. Yeah. I was dating her when uh, <laughs> Iron Man 1 came out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. It, it's, it's it's a different demographic, so you're not going to be able to hit the money, the box office numbers yeah. you want. Charlie's Angels targeted obviously the fans of Charlie's Angels. Yes, and also women from like fifteen plus. Yes, because it's like a fe- not, I don't, don't want to say it's female. I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to say it's did. female empowerment. Yeah, but I do. It, it's it's female. It's it's Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it's Charlie's like Angels. Fucking, it's well, badass it's women. When you look at things. when you look at the Charlie's Angels show, comparing it to the movie, the show was de- the demographic was men. Well, because it was sexy. Yeah, they got it's, Kristen Stewart being a badass in this fucking film. I I low key cool. love. I low key love Kristen. It's Stewart. a cool like. So Lee <laughs> saw the movie, and so my wife saw the movie. Yeah, and she What'd was like, think? it was all right. She was like, it was. The sound, it, she doesn't sound better than she liked the movie. Elizabeth Banks is probably complaining because. 
her because this in this day and age it's hard not to hit those blockbuster well, numbers. Also, but, her movie was poor, apparently poorly written because it's got bad reviews. It's not like bad box office. It's also bad reviews. Yeah. If you had a better flick, people would see but it. But that's, that's also my thing. problem with reviews, and that's why I kind of don't go by them. Like, it's, movies are so biased. I know, it's, I like, know, it's like I, art. I it's, it's an art form. Yeah. Like you, It's just like how some people don't like I saw the new artists movie, and, and I loved it, but everybody was like, it's not as good yeah. as the first one. I was like, I thought it was better than the first exactly. one. Exactly. So that's what it's like. It's So movies are kind of subjective when it comes yeah. to reviewing. I mean, you have certain... Yeah, it depends on your taste. Like... You know, you're the reason why it's easier, and I'll be honest, it's easier to critique Charlie's Angels comparing it to like a Mission Impossible because, yeah. all right, both action spies, like thrillers, oh, you know, you can when you, when they're similar genres, you can't she can't compare you she can't go out of her way to compare Charlie's Angels to to Spider Man because it's not the same genre. A superhero movie is not the same genre as an action adventure film. Yeah, it's not the same like an action spy thriller. Yeah, like so, <laughs> there's a little bit difference. You know, your your demographic was different. You know, it's not the same. Like, you're, you can't bring a date. You can't convince your date to go with you to see Charles Angels. It's not happening. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if, you're, if Courtney, well, that's, you're different. Like, Courtney was like, oh, cool, Hunter, let's go. You'd go with her. I would see it. I would see it without her. I was thinking about seeing it without her. Like, I didn't go. Day. Lee was like, oh, do you want to go with me? I'm like, no. I, I just like, I think it's because I just like Kristen Stewart. That's it. Like, her indie movie's really good. Right. You know, that's what it is. Like, I had no draw to see the movie. I'm like whatever. I had no. That's why. Like again, I'm also a comic book fan. But if a Spider-Man movie came out, I'm definitely going to see that Spider-Man yeah. movie. It's not saying that I don't think Elizabeth Banks is a good writer or a good uh, isn't a good director or isn't a good writer. What I'm saying is, you your complaint can't. You you're using the wrong numbers to complain against it. That'd be like you can complain against like um what's that show on each uh, Apple Plus coming out? That's supposed to be Jane Eyre. Not Jane Eyre. I forgot the name of the, of, of the book, but uh the name of the author. But she plays this character. She's playing this author, but like if that was a movie and you compare it to Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm. and it didn't do as well, like well yeah, it depends. Again, it all depends on demographic. Well, it also like she also said everyone will go see a Spider Man movie, but then you also Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's a Marvel movie and for women. Do you see the, the memes that came out after this? No, why? They were like she's like, well guys want to see strong independent, uh, strong women in power, and it was like. Oh really? And it was like uh, you know the the Will Smith meme. Yeah, and it was like Wonder Woman, Terminator. Um, like Terminator the franchise. Yeah. Um, uh, the Black Widow, tri- uh, Black Widow before the that came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on that list? It was like a bunch of women in power yeah. movies. And like these all did well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like speaking of Black Widow, let's just talk about the trailer now instead of saving it for the bottom of the we're, list because we're, we're just segueing into yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> the it only thing I didn't like was great. Taskmaster's mask, but I feel like I'll get over it. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my problem with this trailer. First of all, it comes out May 1st, Courtney's birthday, 2020. That's awesome. I'm seeing it for her birthday. <laughs> it's a gift to you, no, not to her. Well, no, she likes the Marvel movies. Um, she's going to be back from school around then, so it's going to be cool. I'll Pretty probably good. see it with her, though. But uh, so, what, I don't have any full problems with it besides I have what I said with... Well, the trailer is different, but like it's only a teaser trailer. Well, that's all it is. And I, it's just showing off all the characters and showing off the main plot. I have two questions, and I have one problem. One problem, Taskmaster Mask. Two questions. When the fuck is this taking place, mm-hmm. and why does she wear a white costume? The white costume is stolen. She's wearing it when she's flying in the sky. But when she lands, you can see the buildings are oh, all white in snow. The snow? Yeah. Okay, snow. making sure. Because I know that would make sense for stellar Arctic camo. That's a thing. Yeah, it's an Arctic camo. Like, when I saw her wearing it, I was like, if she's going to be in the city with this, I'm going to be kind of pissed. No, you can tell you more of a butt. Who fucking come I'm just on? Being a dick. I'm just being a dick. 
Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm excited for it, man. Yeah, it's the Andy Sarkoff cover. I've been waiting for this movie more. I, I'm more excited for this than I am for uh, Captain Marvel. I just like I, I like Black Widow more than Carol. That's oh, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, when I saw that Black Widow was finally getting a movie, I was like, fuck yeah. So I like Scarlett Johansson more than Brie Larson, too. Mostly because Brie Larson doesn't do as much as Scarlett Johansson does. You know what movie she was in, Brie Larson? I didn't realize that until yesterday. She was in 21 Jump Street. Yeah, she was um the girlfriend. Well, the yeah. girlfriend character. Yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, I was watching Twenty One Jump Street the other day, and I was like, right. "Fuck, that's Brie Larson." I was like, "Oh shit, that's Brie Larson." She, she played like young characters up until like last year. Yeah, when was... she played like adults. Oh, she went from like baby face to like adult woman face yeah. in like a year. Yeah, it's really like, weird. Yeah, like I was like, oh, she shit. was in Community for a couple episodes, and she played like a college student, and then she was in Twenty One oh, Jump Street as she was. a high schooler, <laughs> and then in the room, not. Okay, not in the room. In the movie Room, she played like a young mother who was still kind of young. Yeah, and it was like uh, like mid 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 thirties. Everything was until like Captain 30s. Marvel. Like this year with Captain Marvel, and then uh, Unicorn Store. She played like an adult. Yeah, what the hell is that movie about? Uh, struggling artist doesn't know what she wants to do, and then she meets Samuel L. Jackson, who wants to sell her unicorn, and she kind of gets her life back together. It's really weird. Because in my head, I thought it sounded like a porn store she was trying to run. No, I wish it was a porn store. That would be awesome. Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson run a porn shop? Dude, that would be sick. Awesome. <laughs> porn store. Hit it up. Me and James can direct. Give us give us credits. Credits. Oh, all the um, credits. Ladies of Valhalla they did an yeah. episode on it. And I watched the movie before I watched the episode. And then I watched the episode. And I was like, okay, nice. There you go. Because right at the beginning, they go, this is going to spoil the whole thing. And I was like, okay, Gosh, glad yes. I watched it. Well, yeah, so, so shout out to them. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's cool about... Uh, the Black Widow trailer, uh, Thor. Like, yeah, give me some cools before you give me some hates. All right, so like, the best parts of it, I love like the dynamics, all about family, and it really is all about family. And they bring in the other Black Widow. They bring in uh, Red Guardian, who looks like she's an ex. And we know yeah. uh, Hawkeye's going to be in it at some point, because yeah, we well, know they're yeah. doing the, Buda- the Budapest. No, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. I thought they were We all assumed they were showing it. They were showing it, I thought they were showing some of it. They were finally showing some of it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see like a tiny Who's bit of Who's that girl in the black with the black hair in the movie, in the trailer? I don't know who the girl black hair is, but I know the blonde is Florence Pugh. Yeah, no, not not not, not the actor's name, but the uh, not the actor's name, the uh, characters they're supposed to play. I know that's the like related to Red Guardian. No, no, uh, not the older lady, Voskov, the younger one, whoever the youngest one is. The youngest, it's probably Florence Pugh with different hair. It might be because it looked like uh, it looked like she had um, a bow thing stacked to her back. No, they're not going to introduce fucking Kate Bishop. I was like, mmm, maybe. No. Hawkeye's not even rumored to be in this, and they're doing Budapest, so. That's true. Which is really weird and dumb, and I think that they should, unless they don't show his face, and they're just like, yeah, me and Hawkeye did this in Budapest, and she just hears him over the mic or something. True. Oh, actually, she could be Monica Chang, who's Black Widow from the uh, Ultimate Universe. She's not Asian. Doesn't matter. Monica Chang. No, I'm not talking about that. There is an Asian girl in here, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's someone else. Same thing, like, uh, they brought in uh, the original um, Black Widow in Agent uh, Carter. Yeah, no, I thought, I, I thought it was cool. The movie's cool. I just... The, you know, like, the Taskmaster mask. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we talked about before. But we talked about, like, we did some speculation. We're thinking maybe he has the mask, the skull mask later on. Like, maybe that one breaks off. Yeah, A lot like, of the soldiers he's with have the same exact mask as him. So it would make sense that he starts out as a soldier working for that company. Right. And then... It moves into, like, he gets promoted or he, the real leader dies and he gets to become the new leader and he picks up the skull mask or whatever. Something. Or if he doesn't die, he'll come back in the future and he'll have a different mask on. Right. And that's how we see it. Because I... The, if it's in the past, I really hope Red Guardian and I really hope, um, 
Taskmaster don't die. Well, it'd be cool to see them in the future. I don't mind if if it's set in the past in twenty twenty three. Well, the thing is, no. The reason why I say you're probably pro- they're probably both not going to be in, in the future films because he's probably Ray Guardian's probably going to die. I wouldn't be surprised because it's about family and how she now doesn't have one. Yeah, you know, and like oh, I made a family, and it ties back to the old Avengers stuff. And Taskmaster may come back, but again, because he might be in hiding or in jail, you know. So, and the movie looks great. The soundtrack was cool. I think the whole dynamic is, like, the, the, a, fa- a family of Black Widows, you yeah, know. and then Red Guardian. Red Guardian. You gain weight. Red Guardian is probably Florence Pug's dad. Yeah. Well, they well, have different last names, but, like... They're all family, because they're all Red... Well, they're all Red Room people. Like, that's not her Red sister. Guardian? Yeah, they're all Red Room people. Oh, I didn't know he was. Yep. I, t- I was... I take back my statement of maybe that's her dad. Yeah, no, even uh, she was like a when she's like, oh, my sister, uh, hey, sis, well, that, it's I, not, that's I knew they were sisters. I knew they were like, sisters. like, like how Paul. John Wick is like brothers with some of his old like yeah, killing guys. Because, exactly. You know, it's the Red same Red. type of thing. Yeah. So. It's like that movie Red Sparrow. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Someone actually put like a, an equation up. It's like if you take John Wick plus Mission Impossible plus Red Sparrow and Winter Soldier, you get the Black Widow movie. Yeah, because we got a lot of Black Widow stuff in Winter Soldier. Red Sparrow is basically a Winter uh, a Black Widow story, mm-hmm. and then it's got the action inspired. Red Sparrow is really the Black Widow film that should have been yeah. before this. I mean, I'd say instead of Mission Impossible, put in James Bond because it's more of a spy movie than an yeah. action movie. Even though it's a Marvel movie, that's where you get the John Wick from. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely go see it. Can't wait. I'm definitely seeing it. I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so we'd automatically see it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we're, we're like, obligated to if we work at the store. Yeah. Plus, people will come in and give us spoilers. If yeah, I fucking that's why I can't. I have to see it. Like, I'm trying to explain my wife things. When people walk in, we always tell them, like, hey, man, give us a minute. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I try to. I, so, I always go. A movie where I don't care. Yeah, right. Like, because we're right by the theater. Yeah. So, like, if people come in, I'm like, don't spoil Black Widow. And most of them will go, well, we're going to see it now. I'm like, don't come back and spoil it. I'm like, get out. <laughs> get out and spoil my movie. <laughs> don't spoil my movie. So we have some more movie news. Oh yeah, we're just gonna jump right to that. That makes sense. Yeah. So Ghostbusters. So they've they're coming back. The new Ghostbusters movie coming out coming out in 2020 is now called Ghostbusters After. Instead of Ghostbusters Three. Yeah, it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. So it makes me think that they are gonna bring like a ghost of Harold Ramis into the movie. Do you feel that it's kind of tacky? It would definitely be tacky and really shitty. But with the title, like, Afterlife, it makes me think they're going to get... Not, like, obviously, like, a ghost of him, because, like, that's impossible. But, like, uh, how they brought Tarkin back, where they use, like, uh, the... CGI. CGI to bring him in, but then make him a little ghost. And then make Paul Rudd, like, somewhat related to him. Because Paul Rudd and Finn Wolfhard are in this movie. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Unless Paul Rudd is Finn Wolfhard's dad, and then they just become Ghostbusters? I, mean, I don't get it. <sighs> I, unless, I don't know where it's going. Unless Paul Rudd plays like a... Uh, not Paul Rudd. Um, Finn Wolfhard plays like a younger... Like, are we going to go back into the past and see them all meet each other as Ghostbusters? Right, for like, like, well, you know... Um, what's his face? Winston, right? Yeah. That's his name? Black Eye? Yeah. Yes. We, we know Winston meets them in the first movie. Yeah. Well, the other three meet at college? Something like that. So it'd be cool to see, like, where were they actually met if it wasn't fully explained. But Finn Wolfhard's too young to play a college kid. Yeah, and, so, I, and I, I would think that... I think he's just Paul Rudd's son, yeah. and Paul Rudd becomes a Ghostbuster, and he's just there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a dumb idea if they go, oh, we're going to go back to like a prequel thing. Don't make this prequel. Just make no, it. no, I didn't think they were going to make it a prequel. I just thought they were going to like show us like a quick origin. Oh, they could. Like, more, because... Yeah, why not? Why not? But I definitely want to see where this goes, because uh, that last Ghostbusters movie wasn't great. The, it was better than two, in my opinion. 
because two wasn't as good as one, and one is the best. I mean, yeah, one is the best. I like this new one a lot, but I think I just like the cast. I'm talking about the Ghostbusters that came out before this one. Yeah. They're all the female cast. Yeah, I like the cast. You like that better than two? Better than Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, Ghostbusters 2 sucked. Ghostbusters 2 is the worst Ghostbusters movie not, so far. Do you not like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Stay Puft Marshmallow was in the first one. Oh, yeah, that's why I remember it so well. <laughs> the first Ghostbusters movie is Stay Puft. The second one, he fights, like, the ghost of, like, um... Oh, the Viggo Mortensen yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, the fucking... I like that one. That's creepy as shit. Yeah, but it they, wasn't... They amped up the horror and the comedy. Yeah, but it wasn't the same as the first one. Mm. This new one brought back some old Ghostbusters vibes to me. Yeah. I just don't like two. That's fair. Because I watched one and two back to back, and I was like, one is so fucking cool, I can't wait to watch the sequel. I watched the sequel, I was like, ouch, that's mm. kind of boring. Like, it was more Ghostbusters, so I was excited, but like... Yeah, that's fair. But then we got a new take on it with different characters. I just wish they didn't retcon the universe. All they had, and then literally all, and, and I've had to talk with many people, to make that movie better. One of, one of them was the daughter. Yeah. Or they, just, Wig was the they, daughter they, they, they don't have to be related to them. All they're doing is like, they are just taking... Put them up. in a different location. No, you can still have them set in New York. It's freaking years later. Make it like where it's a current, you know... Like uh, Men in Black, we where it's like about an organization? This. No, no, where it's like, it's X years since the, the Ghostbusters, since Ghostbusters 2, yeah. in real life. Yeah. Then go... Yeah. So now it's 30 years in canon in the movie, and all the other guys are old and retired and shit. And, and they pass the mantles on to like... Right. Like maybe one of them, like maybe Ray went back to... T- uh, Harold Ramis' character, what's his name, fucking Egon, went back to teaching. Right. And he taught Kristen Wiig and... Kate McKinnon's characters, and then he was like, "You guys are doing spectral stuff. Here's Ghostbusters, right? The and they could still meet Leslie. Oh God, Jones. They could still yeah. meet Leslie Jones' character in the train station. Yeah, and you can still all go and down. Melissa McCarthy is, can still be whatever the fuck she was. Yeah, and you can still. Oh no, Kristen it. Wiig was the librarianish character. McCarthy was friends with McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the movie once. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is like you can still have, all you had to do was add a scene whether they stumble, they went to the old fire station, and it was on, you know, it was going up for archery. It was like. Or it's the building, or they're going up as a historical thing, or, yeah. or a museum. The Ghostbusters killed all the ghosts. Well, no. <laughs> it's going up as, like, a historical thing where, you know, and they come back and they're all retired. Or it's like, oh, yeah. well, they're all retired. And, like, oh, well, we've gotten old and we want to close down. And we're taking recruits. And, like, mm-hmm. for and no one signs up because everyone's like, that's BS. I would love to see more Ghostbusters. Uh, and, like you said, with more of, like, they're retired and they're doing their shit. And then they pass the torch down. Because a pass, it would only need to be the first twenty minutes of that movie, a passing the torch scene. Yeah. And then the entire movie could have played out exactly the same. They meet Chris Hemsworth. They meet Leslie Jones. They meet that guy Roman or Roman, yeah. whatever his name was. The same movie, but add twenty minutes at the beginning where they pass the torch down, and then take out the Bill Murray scene where he's like a weird ghost mm-hmm. non-believer, and then throw him out of the window. Yeah, that was dumb. And then take out the cab scene, and then take out the Ernie Hudson scene with um him giving her the Leslie the hearse. Yeah. Unless Leslie Jones is already his niece or whatever. Yeah. And then he can still give her the hearse, but he's still in canon, Winston. Yeah. It would, it would, I don't know why they didn't do that. I know. Like, were they not allowed? Like, I really yeah, want to, like, if I ever interview any of these people who did that movie, I want to just be like, were you not allowed to use the old Ghostbusters canon? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the reason. when you made this movie? Because you could have made it 20 minutes better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the next docket, James? Because I closed my notes. Oh, sorry. I'm so bothered <laughs> about the whole door thing. Like, it weirds me out. Like, I was like, uh, hey, man, what do I, I, we close like... Long story short, I'm going to cut the big stuff out. Uh, some guy tried to come to the store 30 minutes late and ask us for stuff and try to overpay for things because he was going to fight with his girlfriend. Like, I'm like, uh, that's weird. So the answer was no. Like, but uh, Sean Murphy, anyway, he's, he's working he's on a that. third volume of White Knight called Batman Beyond the White Knight. Yes! 
Give me Batman Beyond, please. No, it's Beyond. It's I know, Batman it's, parentheses. I know, Beyond yeah. the White Knight, yeah. but everyone's speculating that it's going to be a Batman Beyond version of the story. Right? Because the word Beyond in it. Oh, no. It's so because stupid. It's in the fut- it could be in the future. Or it, he's doing... It's Beyond the White Knight, meaning that someone else is taking up the mantle and Batman... Terry McGinnis. Dude, he changed Dukes to be an adult. He could change Terry oh, he to be... Change. I forgot yeah, that Duke's was... Duke's an adult now. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, Duke's not some five year, like 13-year-old kid or however old he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a five-year-old Robin. He is like a he's an ex-cop or something. He's yeah. Ex- and then uh, Azriel is like a, a war vet. Yeah. We could see Terry McGinnis be like a young kid who's like friends with Dick Grayson or something. No, the way it seems to me, like it's if it's beyond, it's be, it's beyond. Jonathan Batman part. It's just called beyond. It's subtitled Beyond the White Knight. Yeah, it's after. Yeah, it's it means af- after. Yeah. Napier. Well, the White Knight was dubbed for Napier. Yeah, so it so may after be... Napier, so whoever's after him. Right, so a new And we rise... know Harley Quinn's pregnant. Right. It could jump to the future, and maybe she takes up the moniker Terry, like, uh, Mommy McGinnis or whatever. No, actually, I think, it might, I think more so it might be... Issue. I haven't read the issues yet, so I don't know. If it might be it, more of it playing towards the fact that he is... That that it's either the, the rise of a new Joker... Well, because the Joker could die yeah. at the end of... The current White Knight. Yeah, so we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know how this yeah, ends. Yeah, because they're only so. issue, issue four, maybe, and yeah. they just had Von Freeze. So yeah. we don't really know. I would be interested in more White Knight stuff because yeah. if we get it like Beyond or Terry McGinnis or anything, even if it's not Batman Beyond, White Knight's awesome. It's if you build the, him, he wants to build a Murphy verse. It's the best Batman world right now. I like. Are you fucking I like kidding? White Knight more than I like Tom King's run. Well, only because it's different. You're a freaking heretic. So <laughs> burn me at the stake, bitch. I will. I just think it's better because it's different. Because every Batman story, no offense, is like the same. Batman fights bad guys. He comes back home. That's well, it. This one is like fully crazy. We're no longer friends. <laughs> hey, man, you like White Knight. I like White Knight. Not better than Tom King's Batman run. Actually, Some I... arcs. Oh, well, yeah. We... City Nightmares. of Bane's really good. Mm, Nightmare's bad. Yeah, Nightmare's is bad. I didn't like the engagement one. The wedding was, was fine, but the engagement ring was dumb. Actually, my favorite... Um... Why want Tyrant him, Wing was kind of lame. Why I want him to do Beyond White Knight. I want that to be beyond the main Batman book. I would want to see like a, like a Justice League in their in their story. Well, it's called Batman Beyond the White. Knight. Yeah, we could see like Justice the rise League. of Justice League in their universe. Yeah, or but they just, couldn't use that Batman because that Batman's a dick. But we don't know that. We don't know how the universe works with other heroes. I mean, other hero. You think Superman's gonna be a dickhead? It worked in Frank Miller for years. Yeah, but Frank Miller's Superman was also like played with politics. That's why I feel like he made his Superman evil, in quotes, because it was so politically, like, heavy. Charged, yeah. Yeah. But still, charged we'll Superman. see. We'll see what it is. Yeah, no, Maybe it's, it's coming out probably, like, next year or the yeah. year after, because he's already writing it now. Yeah. And it got greenlit. Oh, absolutely. So, I'd be down to see it. What are your thoughts on the current run? On which one? White Knight. White Knight? It's fantastic. Yeah. Only, I only just really reread Miss uh, Von Freeze. That's yeah, fucking Von Freeze was pretty cool. Awesome. I like Nazi uh, Nazi Freeze. That's cool. Oh man, if you didn't stop that pause, that was fucking awkward. What? I like Nazi Freeze. <laughs> I like Nazi Freeze. He was cool. <laughs> like that looked so bad. I like Nazis. You're definitely coming. moving on. <laughs> definitely coming oh, so apparently, by the way, when you work for Marvel, they give you money. Besides that. <laughs> If you worked on Marvel 1000, they gave you a coin, a Spider-Man coin. Oh, that's tight. It's like... They gave out 80 of those. It's like, yay, Spider-Man coin. They gave out, like, out 200 of those. No, they didn't. Not, remember, <laughs> five of those stars were all <laughs> Al Ewing. 11 of those were Al Ewing. Yeah, Al Ewing. So, Tinian is replacing Alfred. 
Can you believe that? Yes. Can you believe that? I know, I can't do he's dead. Alright, so, spoilers <laughs> for those who haven't been reading Batman or, or reading Trinity Issue back. 77? Yeah. Question mark? Um, Alfred got his neck snapped. Alfred got killed by Bane. Tom King killed Alfred Pennyworth so, at the height of the Pennyworth TV show. Yeah. That no one seems to be talking about, but apparently it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Apparently really the Pennyworth is. TV show is no, the bomb. No, I don't... Was it on Flick? Stars. Star- no, it's not... Is it Stars? It's Stars. I thought it was like... It's on, I thought it was Stars. Stars or Cinemax? No one used Cinemax. Not Skinemax. I, it's the same thing. Yeah, I know, but... but I said ci- And by the way, I said Cinemax. I know, but like <laughs> when I said Cinemax in your head, you were like... And yeah. I, I figured you'd be like Skinemax. But no, I mean is I don't know... Um, what station? Uh, I thought it was on Flix. I thought it was F L I X. I don't know. It's We're... a star subsidiary. Anyway, yeah. Lucius Fox and Luke Fox are being groomed in this. So Lucius is gonna replace Be- uh, replace Alfred. Mm-hmm. Basically, as like he's always been the tech guy. Yeah. But he's now he's gonna like help Batman. Very much like, like um. Very much like Man he did in, in. Well, yeah. Well, they they did that in it's from Batman Begins. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're also going to see Luke Fox being groomed for an important role, question mark. And I swear to God. Every, every, dude, I read the Bleeding Cool article, and they're like, this ties in with the 5G rumor. And I'm like, eat my fucking dick. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's only, it only works now because they're like, well, yeah, we killed Alfred. Yeah. And I don't think that's really what no, ending the plan. Lu- when, when I read uh, Luke is being groomed for an important role, I see him being groomed for, he's taking over for Lucius when Lucius retires for yeah. being, because Lucius doesn't want to be... The Alfred. He's really no, just doing he it to help out Bruce. He's definitely going to be grooming Batwing, who's already done this a bunch of times, yeah. and is currently doing it in the Batwoman TV show. Yeah. And Dinian probably got his idea from that. Yeah, it works. Just put him in. Yeah, it so works. So I think Batwing's going to come back in yep. his own way, yep. and then still he's going to be the tech guy again. Yeah, like, like he, he was in Detective like, Comics. Like he was in Detective, and like yeah. he is in Batwoman, the show. Yeah. And people are like, he's going to be Batman. That would be cool. But don't. I don't want another line, like, I don't want another line. Yeah. I don't want, like, we already have Wonder, we already have Jinx World, we have uh, Blacklight. Yeah, we don't need Blacklight, Black Label. We don't need 5G, 5G as, a, as a line. Yeah. Just give us a six-issue, five-issue mini, six-issue mini, where yeah. Batman is a different character. They did it with Damien, son of Batman. Yeah. They had fucking Damien, Batman gets killed, Damien takes over. Yeah. They've done it a bunch Good. of times. Just do it with Batwing. Yeah. We don't need another whole... series. No one's going to no one's a, read that. We don't need a reboot. No one's People read will that. read it as long as they don't reboot it. Well, that's the problem. They're going... Not, not reboot. Well, it'll be another well, issue Because if we get one. a new Flash, we get a new Aquaman, we get yeah, a new Wonder Woman. Yeah, no one's going to read all this shit. Read that shit. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, no. Yeah, we what the fuck happened to everyone all the time? Yeah. I've been reading. What happened to Rebirth? We just made Doomsday Clock canon. Well, that's... Oh, so we can go on the next story. It's like way into that. So, Scott on interview the other day said that he he's going to try to make Doomsday Clock canon. Because he already ruined the canon yeah, by making did. things go too far in the future. Well, that wasn't necessarily his fault. Jeff no. Johns not being CCO, his book got pushed back a yeah, lot. Yeah, him not being CCO and the Dio and, and Snyder's pushing this metal thing. Is yeah. So they said, and, and to quote Snyder, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but uh, he quoted saying, yeah. Um, to misquote Lee, him. Yeah, to misquote <laughs> him. The Le- he, talked about, he, he, referenced, he, his, he specifically referenced the Legion and, he, and uh, society. society. He goes, Oh, hey, the society, you know, showing up now, what does that mean? You know, he goes, oh, I'm going to tie it back to Doomsday Clock and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. He goes, yeah, the Legion showing up, and then now we have a different version of Saturn Girl. I'm going to explain some of that going forward, leading up to my next event. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's going to at least rectify. He goes, I can't say a lot because the last issue hasn't come out yet. 
He's also done with Justice League, so I think he's going to take over society as a book. I think he'd be good to write an older. No! I'm so fucking pissed. If he takes society, I'd be so fucking pissed. Why? I'd rather have Bendis do society. Or John do society. Ben just can't do any more, and John's is working for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> a secret He's record, secretly working for a Marvel. A secret not-so-secret project. Everything's happening. He's working for Marvel. He's, he's putting out Shazam, but still working for Marvel. And then he's quietly working on the... He's, he's taking he's over... He's the after. writer for the new X-Men book. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah, that's the, the one that's... Oh, hey, we might as well talk and about that now. Segway. Uh, before that, I do think uh, Snyder can easily make Doomsday Clock Cannon. It's not hard to do. Yeah. Just whatever happens at the end... Just put a couple Watchmen characters interspersed in the background of books until they become relevant again. Or just have Snyder write a fucking miniseries where the characters are relevant. Who cares? Yeah. It'll work. I feel like Scott Snyder's a good enough writer to make something canon. And if he can't do it, he'll ask, he'll ask Jeff Johns for help, and then they'll work it into the universe that's crafted for Rebirth. Sure. Now, X-Men team, James, X-Corporate X-Factor. X-Factor all day. I think it's X-Factor. All day. Or some other team, like yeah. another X-Pun. Because X-Corp was leaked a while ago, we talked about it, but it was leaked to be a way different team. Apparently, like, Gorgon was supposed to be on the X-Corp team or some shit like that, remember? We have no news on who the hell anyone is, except for two, as Okay, so, Marvel but, put out a press thing on Monday saying we're going to yes. release something every day for this week on... At noon. Around noonish Eastern Time. Yes. Of who's this new X-Men team, right? Yes. They've dubbed it as the most dysfunctional X-Men team Ever. We can tell who some of them are. We'll get to that in a sec. But they revealed two of them. Which are Havoc and... Kind of, yeah. yeah. That team. was the easy he one you pick out. That's the one you also... As yeah. a silhouette, you can easily pick out. Yeah. And Psylocke. For some reason. Because For the Fallen S- Angels is done, I guess? Well, and and I I showed you the little trick on the corner of, uh, of the infographs. So, yeah. what's cool that John Hickman's been putting out in his infographs, always look at the bottom corner of them. Or top corner. Or top corner. There is... A note based on a lot of things. So, for example, they when they talked about the brood in New Mutants in issue one, the bottom corner said X Men zero seven and zero eight, mm-hmm. and that ends up when they finally solid it, ended up being the brood story a lot. Yeah. So last week's in Fallen Angels issue two, I have to go back to see if issue one has it. Yeah. In the corner it says uh, limited. Yeah. So it might be a limited series. It could be, and I wouldn't be surprised. Now it's probably going to be a ten issue limited. Yeah, or just six. Because the first five are solicited, and then. Hasn't been solicited since uh, February. Yeah, February. February. So February's the one they they're not in. So everybody's like, "Is it canceled?" And the writer came out. I forget who the writer is. Said, "No, it's not canceled. We're just taking a small break." Right. Usually that means the book's canceled. But with X Men, who knows? Go, doing how it, you know, doing so well. I don't think that's the case. I think that the book is just they did an arc. They need to because ra- the Fallen Angels arc seems like it's, it has a definitive end, which it does. Yeah. For Quan, it's getting revenge on whoever that is. That doesn't have to take 50 issues. No, no. That could take five, but I think they're going to make it take ten. They're doing the first five is the setup, the last five is the end, but they're taking a break to put the other characters in other places. Because each X-Men book, if you get to see the Dawn of X trades, they take place in some chronology. They do. Where it's like X-Men, blah, 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 and then it goes through, and then X-Force, the, it ends with Professor X, blah, blah, blah. And then it starts with every issue two is like, guess what happened in X-Force? Right. So besides I Marauders. Think, yeah, besides Marauders, yeah. First, like, yeah. right now. Issue four will probably get into yeah. it. Because issue three was a prequel book. Yeah. But yeah, so I think the, the biggest thing is with this team, we know it's not the X-Core. It, it does lean more to, to X-Factor. Like an X-Factor. An X-Factor because of this we think Mr. Sinister's in it. Yeah, and so that just screams X-Factor. How many is eight? There's eight characters going to be. Eight. 
eight. And we, we know two of them. Havoc and Psylocke. So this is our guesses. Yeah. These are this are our guesses. Well, Quan, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is our guesses on who's going to be Mister Sinister. We, yeah, cause you, and the reason why we say that because there's a character on there that has his like frilly cape. Yeah, it could be someone else. Like it could be someone's hair, but it just seems like Mister Sinister should have should be in a book. That's his thing. Also, he's if, so important he should be in a book. Yeah, kind of. Depending on what the storyline is, we don't know anything yet. Yeah. Uh, the other character. There's Nanny. a character. Who? Nanny. Is Nanny, the, yeah, there's a little egg guy in the middle. There's a little egg guy. Then there's someone at the top jumping, and we're assuming it's either Feral or Wild Child, but it looks more feminine, so I'm right. thinking Feral, so it, personally. It, it looks like a, a one of the, the, like, it could be Wolves Bean, it could be anybody. But it's, it's not going to be Wolves Bean, because she's in the But also, it doesn't matter. Cause, yeah, because Quan. Yeah, and also, it doesn't matter, because Havoc was in issue one of X-Men, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's different. He wasn't they could all, they could all, that's what's cool about this book, it seems like, to yeah. be in any order. Um... We also see Vulcan, question mark? It's either Vulcan. It's got to be Vulcan. I think it would be Vulcan because it would be good to put him with Alex to keep him, like, on Even. the level. Yeah. Or it could be... he's still a little unstable. It's, it's a very... It's a very basic outline. That's the only problem with, the, yeah, with that. Yeah, and the only thing we see is the gloves. gloves. And, we're like, and that's... It goes back to he's issue standing one. standing like a Vulcan pose. Yeah, from issue one of yeah. X-Men. That's why. Um, and then you have... Orphan Maker. Orphan Maker is... I think should be Maverick instead, but Orphan Maker's cool, I Yeah, guess. it looks like Orphan Maker. And who else is the other Maggot. one? Oh, the one with the guns. That's the one I couldn't it's figure out. The one with the guns. He's got a one big hand and he has something on his shoulder. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's Maggot. I couldn't tell when Maggot I... Maggot in one of his iterations has a big hand and then he's got the slugs on Yeah. Him. So everybody I thinks it's Maggot. I couldn't tell when I was looking at it um, at night. I couldn't look at it. I'm like, where the hell is it? I couldn't see. Yeah. Think, uh, yeah that's another one. Everyone keeps saying it's Maggot. It would work for Maggot. Mm. Yeah, it's not a gun. I thought it was someone pointing a gun. That's why. Mm. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, some people think mag. Some people do think it's maggot. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see this week. Yeah, we'll see more. Oh, that also might be might be Mojo also. Who? That big guy in the corner. The uh, one we think is missing. Oh, it could be Mojo. It could be Mojo. Besides, I also, but that would also mean Spiral would have to be somewhat involved. And I think Spiral would have been better for the Quan role. Right. Like or if, like if a, it was Spiral, like last night. I said Rasputin. Rasputin would have been way better because that would have just been cool, but it would have been better if it's Mojo and Spiral. Yeah. So. And that would tie back to X Factor stuff. So. Where did you find who the, who released? I can't find it. Oh, Marvel did on their page. I mean, if it, if that ends up being Mojo, it would make more sense for it to be. Uh, yeah, but it's Spiral. definitely not going to be Mojo. It, from how it's posed now, it's definitely Sinister. Yeah. Anyway, dun, that's dun, the news, dun. guys. We had we had a decent amount of news. Uh, this book comes out somewhere sometime March. in March. So we'll see the solicits probably end of this month. in two weeks, and then we'll see the end of whoever these people are at the end of the week. Oh, yeah, you know what? With the updated post it does, you can see the hand. That's why. Yeah. Because that's all that stuff behind Alex is a lot of white space. Yeah. See, I don't like that when they do, like, when they do, like, the solicits, like, the, like, silhouette stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and this whole thing is a person behind them. No, mm-hmm. it's just empty white space. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I'm down for this team. I like the whole tag as the most dysfunctional team. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I like having characters that seem like off because like you'll have Sinister, Feral slash Wild Child, which would be fun. Yep. Uh, Orphan Maker and Nanny, those just seem weird. Vulcan, we know is a little unstable. Yeah. And then Havoc, we know is like a little little bad boy in the yeah. last couple of years. So I'd be down to see more. It'd be good though. Now again, and it, you'll know you you will definitely get an X report when it's out. So. The X report. Sweet James. sweet X report. Topic of the week. Is quite controversial for these last couple, you know, yeah. days. Donny Cates, Jim Zub, Vita Ayala, um, fucking 
uh, Tinny Howard, Kelly Thompson. Everyone's fucking talking about it. So I guess it's our turn, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll talk so about it. So we're going to talk about piracy in comics. Don't do it. Don't do it. This All right, James, is... let's move on to the book reviews. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. End of shit. So, oh, um, the guys who do Crowded. That's who the person that's, that's what really sparked That's it. what started the whole thing. So I'm going to explain piracy from both ends on my own personal view of it. Mm-hmm. Um, from being a retailer and from or being someone that's part of being in the retail circle and someone that, that was collected for many years. Mm-hmm. So piracy, and I'm going to say this as cleanly as possible, it's the easiest way to get comics. And are we honest with yeah, you, honest. everyone? If you want to read comics, piracy is the way to do it, but it's fucking shitty this and is it the kills way. the industry. Right. So, from the retailer's point of view, piracy will always hurt the industry. It doesn't, as much as you think, oh, people hey. People pirate movies, people pirate right. video games. So, no one's going to stop it. Right. And I'm not saying that anyone's going to stop it. I'm not saying there's a, a, a way to cure it or fix it. The biggest, cure piracy. Yeah, I know. The biggest thing is <laughs> the difference between why. A lot of interesting like why movies kind of get annoyed because they're losing millions and millions of dollars yeah. at a time. The reason why, and Anthony brought this up with me the other day, he goes, Why don't like Marvel and DC go off to these sites like read comics online? Yeah. That's like it's just sitting there. Yeah, they've never been sued, they've never been like a cease and desist. Like, it's well, never been an article. Well, I, it's never been, it's an never article. been news about it. That's my point. Like, something like that would be like when like Pirate Bay went down. Yeah, you know. Why isn't like why is an image and well, because Marvel and DC I feel like they're so big that they believe that even if they don't get the singles sales they'll still get sales via trades or they'll still get views and they'll still get talked about so they don't care but it kills well, the indie books well it's not even just that it's just, it's that that's literally what killed crowded well yes <laughs> but I mean what I mean is the reason why Marvel and DC don't go after them is because they make their money on other ways yeah. with these characters it it's not just strictly the books. Yeah, Spider-Man, movies, Spider-Man toys, will, TV toys, shows, video, video games. games. It doesn't matter. Merchandise will sell for these characters, you know. And they have their fan base. Their fan base isn't the twelve-year-old boy pirating it, you know, off his phone. Yeah. You know, their fan base is a forty-year-old guy coming in here buying the, his, you know, forty-dollar yeah. pull list, you know, a week. And it's the retailers that are open. The problem is when you, and a lot. The plus side is that a lot of the parents. A lot of these kids like, do get exposed to the, the comic books when they're young, whether their parents bring them in here and show them books, and they pick up books every once in a while, they grow up in the, yeah. grow up around it, or their parents were a collector. They're, it's always kind of instilled within them not to do that. Cause like, oh, I'm just used to it. I went with my dad all the time to the comic book yeah. shop. I'm going to go with my dad, you know. You know, I... My dad, my mom was a collector, so she gave me her books one day. I started reading it, so now I just want to get into it, and now I come down to the shop yeah. and get it. I think I'm guilty of pirating one book. And we'll it's because we'll be honest, it's I'm... out of print, and the ones that are there cost a lot of money, and it's not digital. Well, it's one of like the really old books. I forget what it right. was. It was a couple of years ago. But I think I'll be honest. Like before, you know, everyone's if everyone tells you you've done it once, you've done it once in some sort of capacity. Yeah. Let's not play ourselves. With I'll, I'll at least admit it. I've done it once or twice. Like, you know, I, I just forget what they were. The the biggest problem though with piracy is like that Christmas specials. Or you know, the biggest thing with piracy is that you're right. It does kill more independent books than it does. Mainstream Spider-Man's not going to get stopped publishing if, <laughs> if, if he was so higher than book. No. It ain't happening. He still go to. Let's bring up Crowded for instance. So yes. Crowded, the main writer. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but I saw your Twitter and you were exploding over it because you found out that your book Crowded was being read by 900 and on uh, 95,000 views on a pirated website. I don't know which one counts the views, but. 95,000 views on a pirated website. Right. That's insane. Imagine if you sold one book for every one of those views. Yeah. That's it. That's crazy. That's it. So, like, 
it, that's so it's understandable. We, so we reported last week, and we talked about a little bit of piracy last yeah. week. That the book had to get canned from singles to, to, OGN, the, to yeah. the OGN for the last volume because they did the twelve and they found out that they were they couldn't make the next one but they wanted to finish it so they let them do the OGN. Yeah. But it was because of the pirates mostly. Yeah. Because the book is good. Yeah. And the sales are pretty high at least at our store like they we, yeah. we get a bunch in. Yeah. But it's crazy to see just like that ha- it happens. It, it you does know it happens. And, it's and funny. now that someone finally brought it to light at least to my eyes. Yeah. I yeah. Can you know what we've never it's. It was different back in the day when, you know, I'll use late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. for example, when I started really collecting. Yeah, there was a lot of indie, there was a lot of independent books, but not as many as you see now. Yeah, there's an indie book. This, dude, we make a basic, we made a show based on indie books, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Like, this show is, we do at least one to two indie books every week. Yeah. And it's always number ones. Yeah. Because they're always out. That's a good thing. Though. Yeah. You want more independent books. But I think, so you have the independent, you have the influx of more independent books, but the problem is... You don't have; they're not backed up by a company that can fight for it. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, when you know if someone was pirating, you know, an independent book that was six issues long, you knew it was only going to be six issues long. There was no really ongoing books. No, nobody that was really indie was striving for a thirty issue series. No one yeah. was striving for a hundred issue series at the time. You know, a lot of people wanted to go out and just tell their story. The problem is now. The plus side is now with the massive exposure of comics and the exposure of the medium and and, and independent. Uh, comics now, your story's out there, it's great, and you have the audience. The problem is that audience that is pirating yourself wants to read your stuff, but they're too lazy or too cheap to go in the, exactly. the comic shop to buy it. So, like, I was reading the comments on some of the uh, stuff that they were talking about, and it, one guy was like, I live in a small town, in like a small area, and the f- nearest comic book shop is so many miles away that I can't get to it. So I pirate books to read them. And then Donnie Cates replied with, buy it fucking digitally. Yeah. And I was like, that Tom makes sense. exists. That makes sense. But let's say, like, there are places in the world that don't have internet. This guy had internet, obviously. Yeah. Because he was pirating them online. Well, yeah. But there are places that don't, not have, you know what I mean by not having internet. Because you can pirate books you know, online. But some people might not have the um, services to use the online stuff. Like, Comixology might not be in certain countries. Marvel Unlimited might not be in certain countries. Right, certain regions stuff like yeah. that. I understand that yeah, part. Yeah, certain regions. So I like if you're in a that. remote region and you don't have a store, but honestly, I'm not going to excuse that's, it, that's but I wouldn't like be the, upset that's, if you that's did. That's like the 0, 0, 0, 1 percent. The one dude ever. Yeah, that, that, that's living in Alaska next to Blockbuster. Yeah. Like, that's that's the, the guy. But now they have NordVPN, ExpressVPN, yeah. something. You can just change they, your location right. anyway. Yeah, they so get Comixology. Well, that's the thing. There's no... I, I would agree with you, but there is no excuse now. I know. This day, because comicsology is worldwide. Yeah. Unless you're, like, unless... Uh, you're like Zimbabwe or something. Uh, what I mean is, like, <laughs> by certain countries, you may not have the right to use it, like... And you might not have every well, that's book. Beca- my, well, that's because... Might translate. Well, that's because of, of translation. That's yeah. because of restriction by the, your, the government. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think China has comicsology. Really makes sense. You know, I don't think Russia has comicsology. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Correct us if we're wrong, but yeah, I think so. But, yeah, exactly. You know, so the thing is... It has, and some other countries have looser copyright laws. Yeah. So them, they might not see it as, as stealing, mm-hmm. you know, as pirating. They might see it as something else. Yeah, like we know from Luciano that there's a lot of comic book stores in Brazil that yeah. will, I think he's from Brazil, that yes. will like retranslate everything. And yeah. Like put, put, like I think he posted a picture of Ironheart in, with, oh, I forget who, there's a smaller independent company that translates it for them. Yeah. But it's cool. It says Marvel and it says their logo on it. That's yeah. cool. That's so it's, good that people are doing that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Like, So the Vassis went on vacation to Italy, and they brought me back a copy of oh, yeah, Italian Rebirth. D- yeah, Italian or, Rebirth, yeah. which is cool. But they didn't get it until like four or five months after. Yeah. 
So sometimes it depends on the country. And again, that's that's based and on comicsology doesn't get it until four or five months after two. So you got to wait a whole year for a book. Well, no, at least that's a little bit faster. If you're you're in comicsology. I mean. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's the whole thing. I think people are just. I think it's more of a laziness and not. It's, it's a laziness and a, and a poorness. Yes, I know some books cost three dollars, right. four dollars. But if you're like us and you have bigger polls, right, and that's, it that's different. a lot. If you're, but, but the people who read Crowded, if they just read Crowded, it's four dollars a month. Mm. We don't, you don't tax the books at no. the beginning. It's four dollars. Well, it depends well, on the yeah, store. For us, New York, we're New York State. We yeah, don't, we don't, we don't, because it's a like, periodical. For Crowded, if I was to only get Crowded, four dollars a month. That's it, and then yeah. you buy the trade, or you just, I, mean, I know. I, what I'm doing, I've, I've talked about on the show. I'm buying trades now, yeah. mostly exclusively. Besides, like Spider Man, that's because fine. I'm, I don't have as much money as I wish I did. Yeah. If I did, I would have the entire. Exactly. I would have all the store. You so, know, so some a, people do that, but it, it's just it's, it's four dollars a, a month. month. Pick right. the book. I think the problem. I think what a lot of people they're see. Not expensive. They're not. I think a lot of people see piracy for comics as oh, no one's getting hurt. This is the first. <laughs> And they They're do. so wrong. They are. They, they definitely see it that way. Because they, they don't realize that. Because well, most people, when they pirate Marvel and DC, they're like, oh, no one's getting yeah, hurt from that. That's a big corporation. It's Disney. No one's getting hurt. I mean, there's they an excuse are. for that. It's not a good one, but there's an excuse for that. Especially if you're like, anti-corporation, anti-Disney monopoly. Yeah, but, but, let, it, but let them produce your thing for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to do it to indie books, you're literally stealing from the creators. Yeah. I mean, you're stealing no matter what you're doing. Oh, I'm aware. You know, like no for Marvel and DC, it's a little bit. I, like, I think Donny Cates put it right though. Donny Cates is like, if you pirate my books, you're not. You're not. You're, a fan. Not, yeah. you're really not a fan. Well, yeah. I can't afford it. You can't afford four dollars a month for That's my Thor book. That's what he said. You can't afford four dollars a month because that because it also came around the t- same time that Thor number one got leaked on Thanksgiving. Right. Because that one retailer who got fucking caught. Oh, I, and I, I can't wait it. to see the repercussions I on that one. <laughs> oh, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> Give me the news articles, boys. You know, <laughs> but that's the only thing. I I think a lot of people, and that's what it is. I think a lot of people still view piracy as no, no one's getting hurt. Yeah, and we've seen it. Well, we know twi- now. We've from seen crowded. it twice. Yeah, we've seen it twice in the same year. Fairyland, uh, a fair lady. Fair lady, twice yeah. in the same year where two independent books had to stop being published because at least two. At least two know. that we know. That, two that we know of. Yeah, not yeah, some that fair do, lady and crowded. Right, some that some they 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 planned on biggest longer stories and they were just, they didn't get a chance to produce yeah. them because money wasn't there for them. Mm-hmm. You know. The sales weren't high, but then if you look at the pirating's views, it's a lot. Right, and same thing. You look at and that's right. There's only two that we know of because sometimes you know some of the books that are independent may have ended at issue six. So like you know what, we yeah, might as well push the last issue yeah. out. You know, all right, you guys aren't doing that great. Well, we have one issue left, so we might as well pump it out yeah. anyway. All right, cool, whatever. And my fans will buy it. You know, but then I laugh about like this whole cult following a lot of these independent people, uh, a lot of the indie books have. And I'm like, what? Why aren't you? You have enough money to go to Comic Con. There's such a huge cult following for certain books, but then those books got canceled or didn't sell enough, and the cult following comes from people who pirated the book. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make you a cult fan. Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make you a fan. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you. You're not an advocate. You're not. You're not. You're not helping. You're not helping comics. You're not helping yeah. the industry. Comics. I push. And I push that comics are made for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. And independent books are really the way you. Get those to are literally sh- made for everyone. That you get to shine that 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 mantra through and through. Yeah. And all you, anyone that's pirating the book is like, well, I can't afford it. I, can't, I don't want to drive to my shop. It's too far for me. You live in the internet, right? Yeah. Comicsology. Comicsology thing. Marvel Unlimited. DC Universe. DC Universe. Yeah. You have three. Those are your three. Those are your three big ones. I think the smaller ones. The smaller ones that exist. But like, your big three are like, 
eBay exists. Yeah, eBay. Midtown Comics has a subscription. I mean, you can literally go eBay. to Midtown's website and order your monthly subscription right I'll there, and they mail it to your house. eBay because eBay has charges you shipping, so it's ten dollars for a five dollar book. But sometimes. still, but still, at least that's you're getting the, it. Yeah, you're getting it. Like that's my thing. Like it's not like you can't. Like if you don't, you, if you don't want hardcover spots because you, you know, hardcover copies of your books because of space reasons, don't get everything digitally. Yeah. Get Comicsology. I feel you're, like eventually I'll go digital. You know, as much as like a hardcover. Your subscription, like your subscription list. You know, your subscription. You pay. Think you pay. If you Marvel, pay for if you pay for Netflix. Yeah. You pay less for Comicsology. Marvel Unlimited is ten dollars a month, but you literally get every. Literally, if you pick three books, yeah. that already makes up for it. Yeah. If you read Captain America, Spider Man, and Doctor Doom, that's already like twelve dollars right there. Yeah. That's say that's already you already make up for it for reading three books and you have a, a back library yeah. and they, they update they're a little slow but they still update they're supposed to be slow yeah. they, they do it on purpose because they don't want you to have every book when it comes out yeah but still same thing DC Universe the yeah. app I think it's I forgot how much I paid seven ninety nine seven ninety nine a month yeah. for it the amount of material on that is ridiculous I re I've reread Ashen Comics number one <laughs> that book's a th- like a bigger million, a million a, you know a billion dollar book. And you, you get to read, read it. it. Yeah. You get to fucking read it. I think Amazing Fantasy 15 is on Marvel Limited. It is. It so, is. So, to make a long story short, don't pirate books. It's yeah, fucked up. This, this, Go to your local comic plenty, store. Yeah, support your local readers. There's plenty of t- spaces. If you want, again, Comicsology, the DC Universe, uh, Marvel Unlimited. If you're looking for something that's just cool and cheap and easy to do if, because you're, you're region locked mm-hmm. to where you can't go and drive eight miles to a comic book shop or there's not one, you know, in, mm-hmm. even in your county... That's the best way to do it. Support yourself because you, as more people pirate stuff, the less you'll see the drop of independent books. Yeah. And you, we don't want that. No, you want the indie books. I read the you indie want books them. for show. I need more. Well, that. <laughs> but also the thing is, like, if you're an aspiring writer and you know. Me. Well, that's what I mean. Us. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like back in the 90s and, and 60s and 70s where you could write in the mall like, I want to write Batman. Sure, kid. It doesn't yeah. work that way. It, it, I have an idea where Spider-Man gets a black suit. We'll buy it for you for $200. Yeah, like, it doesn't work that way. It, it's like you have yeah. to show your chops. Mm-hmm. And if you want to bring in the comics, the only you way need you to do, do it is you have to do it. Unless you're like a really, really, really annoying intern. Yeah. You get in there. Or like, Tony you... Gates did a couple books before that, not using him as an mm. example. But like if you're a really annoying and aggravating intern and you get enough like boozy boozy, you might get to write one book. Yeah, and that's the whole writer. thing. It, it depends. Like... Independent books are a way a lot of new writers and new artists get in the industry because it's a way to do it without doing the hurdles of Marvel and DC's criteria because they want to see you publish. You can't publish your work if there's no independent companies exactly. that exist. So go out there and support your stuff, man. Speaking of supporting books, let's do the book reviews so you Woo! can come buy these books at the store because they're so fucking good. All these books we've read this week are awesome. Yeah, Especially are. the store book. We'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. This week I read Dark Horses, The Butcher of Paris. By Stephanie Phillips, Dean Cotts, and Dean Coates, and Jason Wordy. It is based on a true story, apparently. Uh, it takes place in Nazi-occupied Paris, 1941, where someone's trying to escape from Nazis. You know, Nazis. <laughs> they answer that question, man. Nazis. They, they so that these Nazis are trying to stop the underground escape of a bunch of Jews and other people like. Um, True sympathizers, I think they say in the book. So they want to keep everybody away from that. So what they do is they hunt down this one guy who had a failed escape plan. They tell him, you're going to be basically undercover Gestapo. You're going to go to this one place, uh, which is like a barber shop. Tell us, you know, the names of the people you find who are escaping. He, go, the, he goes to this place, and from what we know, he doesn't come back. 
It's called The Butcher of Paris, obviously, based on a real story. <laughs> There's someone killing people! Like, it's a My true story. My only complaint with this is they show you who the killer is, and I think that's really fucking stupid for an issue one. Okay. I don't know if it's an ongoing or if it's a mini. It just says issue one. There's no, like, of. And I think it's an of five, though. But it's really dumb that they show you who the killer is. Right. I showed you when I was uh, yeah. finished reading it. There's, during the scenes where he's in it, you could easily chop him out of the panel so all you see is, like, his hands or his shoes or his pants. Right. Don't Like, you can see his body. Just don't show his face. You can allude to stuff. Yeah, you, you can you, allude to who he is, but they straight up show you and they tell you his name. Because it's, it's, it's the reason, and I think, why... It's, why destroy the mystery in the first issue because when I, you can, like, and I, I, make, I, I, the, ga- make the viewers guess? I really think it didn't matter in this sense because of it being a... True story? I don't know. If you look into it, well, it's based on a true story. They might not know who it is. I think right. in the back, there's a whole thing where they're like, we don't really know who it was. We think it's this guy. There's evidence for him. And it said the man responsible is uh, estimated 600 to 200 murders in a four-year span. That's a lot of because murders. Because what he did was he would lure in Jews who were trying to escape and kill them. It's really ridiculous yeah. when you think about it. It's crazy. And, I mean, it worked. I mean, the Nazis probably fucking loved the guy. Yeah. You're doing God's work in their eyes, you know what I mean? That's fucking nuts. It's ridiculous. And when you think about it, like, and that's why I also think they, they didn't, that's why they kind of were just like, whatever. I wish they it. didn't tell us who it was, because right. I didn't know this at all. But then when they show us the guy, I was like, that's kind of lame. Yeah. And again, it does make sense, but I like a more of a mystery. Like, bad reception. You don't know who's killing him. Right. You know what I mean? It's true. Leviathan. You didn't know who it was. I mean, if you're an old school fan, you might have known a little bit earlier than me and you. Yeah. But you didn't know who it was until, like, issue five, basically. Right. Of six. Yeah. Last stop on the red line, you didn't really know what was going on. That was a mystery thriller. Yeah. That's what it's I think. It's good to, like, not know who the killer is. Like, Killer Groove, they told you who the killer was, but that's because the main character was the killer. Right. The the secondary character was the detective, but you knew both characters. And this right. one, this guy's not even a main character at all. It's The main characters are this dad and his lawyer son. He's, it's yeah. a cop dad, like Jim Gordon, and then, like, his lawyer son, and, like, maybe some of the cops. It's like, uh, like when Alan Moore did From Hell. Yeah. It was based on Jack Ripper. You know, mm-hmm. they have their concepts and their their ideas of who they who their yeah. killer was. I think they're doing the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to reveal who the killer is because that's who we think it is, and that's how we're going to... And we, we have gonna, evidence. We're gonna, and we're going to yeah. show steps to how they figure yeah. it out, and it's kind of our take of why. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's cool. I didn't hate the book. I just hated that that they told us. That, yeah, that's yeah. the... the but otherwise, this book is really fucking good. The art's killer. It It's it's not as killer as, like, you'd think, like, Howard Porter or, like, Gerard or Sandoval, but it's killer in a way where... It works for the book you're reading where it's like a gritty crime book. It looks like a gritty crime book. Right, yeah. There are some artists that match up with their with their writing like in, enough to where it just flows together. Yeah. Like the guy who did um, Conan or something. Yeah. That works for what Conan's doing. Right, when your art style fits the actual yeah, book. This fits the book. It may not be my favorite artist, but the artist fits the book and it's fantastic. That's good. I'm giving it a 4.5 because I didn't like that they told me who the killer was. I knew that's going to be Other than that, though, really good. <laughs> awesome. All right, so... What did you read, James? I read Conan Separate War, written by Jim... Oh, presented by Marvel Comics. Written by Jim Zub and the art by Scott Eaton. So, if you remember... Eaton. <laughs> so, what's cool about it? It's, uh, if you've... So, this was I was reading it. I was like, all right, cool. It opens up in Cross Plains, Texas in 1936. and it opens up with the character James Allison... Who apparently has been he's dying currently, mm-hmm. um, he, and he has sickness, and he remembers a, a pa- he's had a millions of past lives before. Very Hawkman-ish. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's 
getting a voice is telling him to gather these heroes because there's something coming. And he goes, there's a snake. He goes, oh, I beat it when he was uh, Nirod, which was his, like one of his first lies. Yeah. He goes, no, it's set. It's the god, the Egyptian god set. He goes, it's, yeah. he's coming. And he's trying to gather here. So what he's been doing in this entire issue, he's going to be, he gathers, he recruits, he recruits a group of four heroes. Uh, Moon Knight. Uh, the titular Conan, right? <laughs> Solomon, be weird if he wasn't in it. Yeah, Conan, because <laughs> his name's in the cover. Solomon Kane. Awesome. And uh, Doc Agnes. Yeah. Solomon Kane and Doc Agnes are both written by uh, Robert. Oh my god, I always, I always butcher his name. Like I want to say Robert Kirkman, but it's not Robert it's Kirkman. Not Kirkman. No, it's, uh, the actual writer was um, based on characters from. Ro- and I read it before, and I always forget his name. Roger something? Robert Ebert? Robert E. Howard. E. Howard, okay. Thank you. It's all his, like, fa- high fantasy stuff. Or yeah. Um, Apparently, Tinny Howard or Kelly Thompson is doing a Dark Agnes book. Dark Agnes, yeah. yeah. Getting a mini. Yeah, so, which is cool. The entire book is a kind of a wrap-up, uh, kind of a brief introduction of, of who each of these characters are. Like, they, they give Moon Knight's backstory. Mm-hmm. They give Dark Agnes' backstory. Solomon's and... Um, Conan's real quick. What's cool about the book is that they also uh, they each them the the voice that's telling uh, James how to get them. It's like you have Nimrod the Hunter, Mockingbird of the Night, Solomon Kane the Paladin, Agnes the Fighter, and Conan the Adventurer. Should have uh, said Conan the Barbarian. It should have. Kind of lame. Jim Zub, come on. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so it ends but with Jim Zub writes D and D comics. Why didn't he just call them the B- Barbarians? A D and D class adventure is. It not. doesn't. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but yeah. you know that eventually they all team up with each other. Um, I think uh, I'll say cover. yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say two things that that I find negative about the book. One, I kind of already figured out like the voice is probably like the serpent set or Conchu. No, no, set. No, Constitute's in the beginning. Okay. Constitute, Peterson book. I think it's set trying to get James to get all the people for to, to make sure, like, oh, well, these are people that can stop me later on. You know, these are the yeah, guys that support me. Yeah, because Moon Knight prays to Conchu. Uh, right. Conan prays to Krom, I think. Yeah, he, no, he fights against, uh, he fights against, yeah, Galar, uh, whatever, Galar yeah. Khan. And one is, the one, they mentioned it, like, oh, he's been fighting these serpent guys, and Salman Kane is like a super religious paladin from back yeah. in the day and, and Dr. Agnes is cool. She's like a badass pirate. Yeah, she's a badass <laughs> pirate chick. Um, she's, she's like Annie Bond, but fictional. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think it's like all... It, it, that's why I feel like it's too... It's too on the nose already. It's too weird, you know what it is? Yeah, it's, it's too weird. And they announced like a sequel already. Yeah, it's a Seven Crown. Yeah. Which, which ties into... story arc? No, it's a, a miniseries. Okay. Which ties into Marvel lore because the Serpent Crown is a thing. Yeah, which is like King Cobra and Rock Python and those no, things. no, the Serpent Crown is a crown. Yeah, I know, but like, is that what the Serpent Cult revolves around? No, because I know like Constrictor's part of it. And stuff no, like that. Uh, the Serpent Crown itself, the Serpent, Serpent Crown, the item, uh, just Serpent it, Society. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. No, the Serpent Crown is. Um, I thought they revolved around. No, the Serpent Crown is just a, a part, a, pow- a, pow- a powerful mobile uh, artifact that, that uh, increases tele- uh, telepathy in people. Okay. It's more than that, but that's really the basic. That's what really everyone seems to use it for. Okay. But yeah, it's good. It's, it's a pretty cool short story. It's very, very reader-friendly. So that's if good. you've never read a Conan book before and you want to try it without jumping on issue whatever we're in, you can pick this up and go, cool. It's, it's a cool yeah, story. Yeah, an origin, right? Yeah, for everyone. You know, if you've never read a Moon Knight book, it's a cool thing. Dark Agnes, Solomon King are first getting introduced here before the series yeah, is coming out. It's the first out. Marvel. They yeah. didn't even announce the Solomon King book yet. No, they only did They only announced Dark Agnes, Agnes because Thompson or Kelly or... Tinny. Uh, Thompson or Tinny. Whatever. So, 
Yeah, I think it's a cool book. I definitely, it's definitely new reader friendly. So yeah, my favorite, my, but my favorite part of the book actually is um, oh, where the hell is it? Oh, when uh, Moon Knight's arguing with Kanchu about he, how he doesn't want to do this, he goes, and he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't do this. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. I want to do my life without Moon Knight. And he's like, then Kanchu's screaming at him, and then he goes, the bubble goes, um, oh, he's gonna, oh, the night's coming. I feel he's gotten guidance from his his moon god. That's not what happened. <laughs> his god is going to yell at him. <laughs> but definitely 4 out of 5. Like I said, the only reason why I'm giving 4 out of 5 is because I kind of already see, like, the villain's going to be... Yeah, yeah, the villain's going to... And it's only 4 issue mini. Yeah, which is weird. Like, you know, the villain's going to be really... You know, he's the one pulling yeah. the strings. So we'll see what goes, though. I'll let you take point on the store book of the week, because usually you let me do it. Oh, I know I do. So <laughs> I'm going to take store book of the week. It is Mighty Morph Power Rangers meet... Not meets, but My Morph Power Rangers, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, written by awesome. Boom and IDW. It's a five-issue miniseries, and this is number one. This is the first comic book team-up. Sorry. <laughs> it's produced by Boom and IDW. It's written by Ryan Parrott, who's writing Power Rangers and Go-Go right now, and D, uh, D. Mayo, who does the art also for My Morph and Power Rangers. And Dan Moore did the sweet, sweet cover art. I think he's doing the covers for all five. He is doing the covers for all five. I already know that. And then we have a, we have a bunch of helmet covers. I know. Yay, shelves. <laughs> I can't. Oh, dude, it's so good. So, this is the first combo crossover between the both teams. As if anyone knows, they've done a crossover back in the day. Uh, which, uh, yes, shows. on the TV show. Which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Next Mutation and Power Rangers in Space. Um, so, what's really cool about this is the original team and the original Turtles. Uh, surprise, surprise, if you are reading this, if you pick this up. It's, they haven't said if it's canon or not to the series. I think it fits in between. I think it's more of a go-go. Than it fits in go-go, just like uh, Power Rangers Justice League did. Yeah. If it's like right it around then. But we don't know. Yeah. We don't and know if it's really canon TMNT, or not. it's not canon. It's not canon because Janica's not in it. Because Janica's not in it yet. Yet. We don't know. Potential. So it opens up again. Every Star book, we do full spoilers. So it opens up with the... Well, it looks like the decimation of a couple of known sites for Power Rangers fans and TMNT fans. It's the sewer layer, the juice bar, um, the the hands, the hands, the foot hideout, and the um, Reader's Castle all being destroyed. And you see like artifacts from the Rangers and the Turtles fighting there. And then it just it talks about family, and then it opens up with the Power Rangers on a basic mission, fighting a mollusk monster. He's a octopus. Yeah, mollusk. His name's Apocaloptopus or whatever. Apocalypus? The mollusk monarchy begins. Apocalypus. I think it's mollusk monarchy is a good thing. Yeah, Apocalypus. Yeah, Apocalypus. Yes. So while the Rangers are fighting... <laughs> God. <laughs> while the Rangers are fighting in Angel Grove, the Turtles are fighting in Manhattan. Uh, and they're in talking about what they want if they were humans. <laughs> like shoes and clothes. <laughs> and and hands. And fingers. Fingers, it's more really fingers. Funny. Yeah. And while they're fighting, they fight against one ninja who, uh, Raphael, a mask, who we know as Tommy. Tommy. It's Tommy. We can tell immediately. And then ends up being, uh, it cuts back. It's, the story's very back and forth. So they'll have a couple scenes. It's with has got a juggle ball. Yeah. Until they meet up. Which yeah. they and then they explain like Tommy hasn't been around, so they don't know what really what's going on. He's been weeks. missing. And then it's confirmed later on that Tommy's been working with the foot. We don't know for how long or what's been going on or even why. And then... Tommy is breaking... Or one of the foot ninjas are breaking into a facility to steal a device. And then... Because Karai tells him to if he wants to like be promoted. And it's a, it's a mission this. from specifically from Shredder. Yeah. And then he morphs into a power... He morphs into uh, to the Green Ranger and then fights... Because the turtles find him. Yep. And then the Rangers... Uh, the Green, uh, Tommy fights the turtles by himself. 
and then they the Rangers. Out of the building. Yes, but the, on the, in, in the interim, the Rangers, the parents show up because they finally see that Tommy's been morphed, and they, yeah. that's the way they can track him. A rooftop. Why is it always a rooftop? And then <laughs> they just start the. It's an all-out team going against each other. And Again, this is all... this is my favorite moment, by the way. Oh, that was so cool. But I, I will tell you my favorite moment. I'm, I'm doing the recap. It's a spread page where it's the Rangers are rushing towards the turtles, and they're all saying their fucking thing. And Turtle power. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then the one-on-one fights, and then we see that Tommy's been uh, working with the foot, and he won't explain to the Rangers why. Mm-hmm. And apparently Shredder shows up at the end, saying that he knew the, that time was arranged the entire time, and he just didn't tell Karaki. What's just cool is, you, you may mention this because the TV show also pointed it out, but Michelangelo and the Turtles know who the Power Rangers are. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. I, did, I thought they were going to like how Batman and the Turtles do it, where they cross over from a different dimension. Yep. But apparently they're set in the same canon. Probably because of the Saban stuff, so it's like a little reference, Easter egg. Yeah. Where they take place literally East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. But yeah, so cool. it ends with Shredder showing up on the, on a rooftop looking over the fight, explaining to Karai that he knew he was Ranger and that there's a, that he has a mission specific for Tommy, that he there's something that he's after to make the Power Ranger under his command. And you're right. Um, it would make sense that the Turtles know the Power, the power Rangers are because, because... the Power Rangers do giant robot fights, fights in and the middle televised. of the city. Yeah, yeah, it's televised. So, oh, someone's had to televise it at some point. Or it's on the news, yeah. like, and you know. the Turtles love TV. But they don't know who the Power Rangers are because uh, the Turtles are. Because they're, the they're, they're a religion in man. They're ninjas. Yeah, that. <laughs> and they're, excuse me, an urban legend, technically. You know, if you want yeah. to think about it that way. like Giant green monsters are attacking. Yeah, no, that sounds a little weird. Yeah, like... The Power Rangers should kind of be on that. But they also only protect Angel Grove. Oh, wherever the monsters are, because we've seen or wherever they're located. Yeah, well, uh, e- even outside of Angel Grove, um, they're expanded in the the comic where, like, let's say Evil Part One, that opens up and they're in, like, LA. they're in, in, no, they're in England. They're fighting. Okay. Yeah, so they go wherever the monsters. Where they wouldn't go to, to New York if they hear that turtle monsters are attacking because it sounds like we a real monster, which they do make mention of. Like, right. You guys talk more than Rita's monsters usually do. Right. Or talk differently. Yeah. The, well, the reason is. Because it's not as... Normally, like, if it was a reader thing, it would be in the broad daylight. It would be, like, in the middle of the day, and, like, oh, my monster's going to grow, and going to do all this stuff. No, it's always, it's always the, the foot versus the turtles, and it's always kind of in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So, people saying, oh, there's a turtle monster in Manhattan. Is there, though? And it just goes away and on and off. So, yeah. it might be an urban legend more than anything. So, what do you think about the book, Hunter? I really liked it. Not being a big Power Rangers comic fan... But being more of a Turtles comic fan, yeah. it definitely stays true to the Turtle comics. Okay. Uh, I've read, like, a couple Power Rangers issues, and it kind of, I guess, stays true to that. But I'm watching the show right now, and it kind of nails their personalities. But that's because you said, what, Ryan Parrott has been writing Power Rangers for the last however long? Oh, uh, he's only just started writing Go-Go and Mighty Morphin. Well, he's been, he's been writing Go-Go. Yeah. He, he was writing Go-Go. He yeah. just started now writing Mighty Morphin. Now he's like the Power Rangers, like, dude. Yeah, he is. Did he also write Justice League? No, we didn't do the Justice League uh, no. crossover. Um, I can't remember. Oh, good. We'll get to it later. So, I, I just like the book overall. The like art's I said, phenomenal. I think it nails the... Uh, <sighs> I think it nails the uh, voices of each of all the characters pretty well. It does. It, I, honestly, it does because I, I don't... I do like how Raph acts. Raph is definitely going to team up with Tommy at one point and they're going to bro out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they're both edgy in this book. You know what's good about it? It's like... You're right. It does. It's always the thing when they do in the intercompany crossovers, mm-hmm. where it's always the fear like that writer transformers. Right. Where it's like this is a weird combo, but it works. Right. I mean, kind of makes sense, and then this one it just works. I mean, yes, it works, but I also mean like my biggest fear is always getting the character voices right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh well, I've never written these guys before. I or 
Ryan Parrott's never written Turtles before. Right, but... He but, seems to mail it. Right, that's what I mean. isn't a fan. Yeah. Right, and he's... Well, he's a Power Rangers fan, and he's writing Power Rangers, and it's like, all right, cool. If 90% of your staff, you know, cast makes sense, and then he's, the rest of it fits, he just did a good job on his research as a writer. You know, because I've seen crossovers where it's like, very, like, oh, they really wouldn't say that. They wouldn't act that way. Yeah, like, Jeff Lemire did good with Black Hammer Justice League because he knew the Justice yeah. League. He's a DC writer. Yeah. Like, there are definitely been some crossovers, like Crow Hackslash. That came off as, like, a weird one. Yeah. I liked issue one, but I didn't like issue two. Yeah. Tim but, Seeley's doing, like, like a decent job. Crow didn't come off well. Cassie Hack yeah, came off right. Yeah, because that's Tim Seeley's character, I right. think. I think. Don't I don't know. I don't know either. But, um, like, the Crow just came off like a, that's weird. But it's a, a new Crow, crossover. though. It was yeah. a new Crow character yeah. anyway, but it still seemed very, not for the audience that likes the Crow. Exactly. Or that's what it was. So it like, like a Hack Slash yeah. version of the Crow. Exactly. Kind of like, huh. So, and I don't mind when they do, like, their dimensional version of that character, yeah. but it's still meh. Yeah, but no, it's, it's great. Weird. I'm definitely giving it 5 out of 5. I'm yeah, picking up the entire series. I'm definitely picking up the entire series. Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait. So, oh, what was your favorite moment in the book? The voice. The character voices. They worked. There you go. So, what was any least favorite moment in the book? Um, it was a little slow for them to meet, but it also had to set up a lot. And it's also, like, juggling 10 characters. They yeah, juggle the six rangers, the four turtles, plus the bad guys, and possibly Shredder, uh, Splinter. Yeah, well, and then maybe Jenica if she's around. That's depends it. On what time? It depends on what canon this is. Exactly, and we don't know exactly what canon it falls in, and even if it doesn't, doesn't. Yeah, but that would actually make more sense if she shows up. Because it would make the fights a little more even. <laughs> yeah, it would actually, but that's neither here nor there. But I definitely can't. I, I definitely can't wait to see where this goes. All right, James, close out the show. Alright guys, as always, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, andreuscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at andreus underscore comics and Twitter at Andrews Comics for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And as always, as this topic of the episode says, support the local comic shop and Don't have... Don't pirate books! Don't pirate books and have a nice day! Why'd you have to slam the fucking thing? I don't know. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys.